Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing equality and innovation back to black, indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, I'm your host, Lauren, and this is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They're actually leading your way. And today we have Reese Peluso on here talking all things breathing, cold exposure, sharing the power of breath to inspire the extraordinary in all of us. More about Reese from summiting the mountains of sub-zero temperatures, wearing only shorts to better handling the daily stress of being a father and a serial entrepreneur, breathwork has been the catalyst for Reese to find his inner strength and hone his passions. By sharing progressive yet simple practices to help upgrade one's life, Reese's focus on bringing a multidisciplinary approach to breathing where individuals are empowered to build their own self-regulatory tool kit. I'm so excited to talk breathwork and all things cold exposure today. Welcome to the show, Reese. Thank you, Lauren. Appreciate you having me. It's really excited to be here. And um, yeah, I love talking about all these things. So yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, it's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited too. I haven't really, I've had um, one other person on a talk breath work, but um, not cold exposure. And I something that I practice breath work, let me clarify, every, every day. Cold exposure, not up to every day. My partner does like the cold exposure there's something that just turns on when you're doing that afterwards you're just pun intended blown out of the water um but I would love to hear your story like how did you get into breathwork cold exposure like your own hero's journey to now helping other people explore their own practices yeah I, I appreciate you asking and um really for me I have two young daughters and at the time I was uh, running a digital marketing agency and obviously the responsibilities and and sort of expectations from both of those are are pretty high in terms of demand on time and energy and focus and all the things. So, um, you know, surfing's really kind of been my go-to as far as like being able to be in nature and like connect with myself and obviously move my body and all of those things and really finding 
that being a struggle. Like I was surfing and not really enjoying myself. I was thinking about everything else I had to do. And then also just not really even getting in the water anymore. And I was looking for something to connect with, to make me feel better, any and all of the above. And I heard Wim Hof on a podcast and that was kind of the gateway for me was hearing him and just his energy. And, um, I I had never done breath work or gotten in a ice bath or anything, but I came home and I told my wife about it. And she had said she was just talking to a friend of ours the day before about breath work and about Wim Hof specifically. So she told me to call him and I reached out and he said to me, yeah, I've been doing breath work for like 10 years. And are you ready for a life upgrade? And like, when someone says that to you, you have to say yes. So he came over and we did one breathing session in my bedroom and I went somewhere that I've never been on my own terms simply by just breathing and was hooked. And I did Wim's online course, his original 10 week course, which was pretty rudimentary, like not much instruction. So, um, I, it was 10 weeks. I did it in 10 days. And then I was just like doing breath work every day and doing all the things and cold showers. I had not taken an ice bath at the time, but I, wanted to get instruction from someone. And so I signed up for a workshop, drove up to Los Angeles, um, and did this workshop with, with, which at the time I didn't know, uh, the guy who was leading it, his name's Casper Vandermeulen, and he was kind of Wim's right-hand man. He helped develop their whole teaching teacher training and, and everything. So obviously I got very good instruction and, and it kind of opened my, my eyes to a lot. And I was like, okay, well, what's next? And he's like, I'm going to Poland. So I signed up to go to Poland on one of the winter expeditions and, um, you know, doing deep breath work and getting in the river and climbing mountains in your shorts and doing all these things that were very out of the comfort zone for me. I mean, I grew up in Southern California. I still wear my wetsuit in the summertime, like <laughs> cold and cold and I have not been, uh, partners and friends. Um, but you know, going on that trip, I, I really learned about how to use these things as a, as a tool. And I would say it's kind of really where I learned to love myself again, really appreciating my body and and the wisdom that's built into it and just waking up to that. And then um, I came home and I was like, I got to teach this because it's had such a big impact on me and I'd never taught anything in my life and whatever, just dove in and quickly started building my own community. Um, as I was going through my training, I was having friends come over and we would do breathing and then go outside. And I bought a chest freezer and converted it into an ice bath. And so, um, was kind of building my own community as I was like going through this training. And then once the training started, I started doing workshops and like this whole kind of thing really grew out of that and nothing I really anticipated. And then, um, Luckily, when I think I'm super fortunate that my friend who originally did that first breathe with me, he had been doing a lot of breath work, you know, from more like a pranayama background. He's also uh, a rebirther, which is another form of breathing. Uh, and, and he's just sort of a very curious explorer. And so I have this influence of him of like, okay, yeah, like I know the Wim Hof method and, and that's a great piece, but there's so much more here than just one method or technique. And so through my own exploration, kind of 
really began to understand all of these different techniques and and then what are the, like the underlying principles the underlying parts that they that connect them all and so that's really kind of where i teach from i mean i still have a, a special place in my heart for the wim hof method and and i think it's a great gateway for a lot of people to come in because they hear about wim and he's like this character is larger than life and you know so it's a, a great entry point for people to come in and then once they experience that it's like okay like there's so much more here like the rainbow is all these colors and and we want to figure them all out we don't want just you know to focus on one so that's kind of really where i'm at now um so yeah that's been my journey in, in a nutshell <laughs> a lot of other things along the way but um as far as you know getting to where i am now that's that's pretty much it what a beautiful story i love because i love hearing you know, obviously the cliff notes, but the beginning of your story when your wife was like, oh, I was just talking to my friend about this yesterday. Like the synchronicities, the hindsight of synchronicities in those moments, just, yeah, they blow, yep. blow you out of the water. Yeah. yeah. And you just got to be willing to pay attention and listen. Right. And that's a big thing that I've learned through breathing um, yeah. is really just like opening up that intuition and that deep listening. Um because of the stillness that you can create with the breathing. It's like, and obviously we can go nerdy science and getting into deeper brain layers where we can actually experience and feel our emotions and, and all of these things and, and process that. So, um, yeah, it's just gotta, just gotta be, be open to listen and, and build that awareness. Yeah. Have enough courage to listen to that awareness and build it more and more and take those actions and definitely. Yeah. I, I, I really deepened my own breathwork practice. I started doing breathwork probably about a year and a half ago, but nine, 10 months ago is when I really started doing it every day, multiple times a day. And the places, yeah. like you said, that I've gone, <laughs> the energy, I've realized the energy that I can run through my body, um, unlike anything I've experienced before, maybe glimpses of that through meditation where I've kind of gone yeah. out of body, but experiencing all of that while still being here in my body just by breathing. Yeah, it's has, really unexplainable, right? Yeah. Like you can't really explain what it's like, how it feels until you actually do it, you know, and, and to think all we're doing is breathing like that seems really weird because all we're doing is breathing all day long but it's this difference between consciously breathing and then being an autopilot and I think yeah. that's really where we need to put more attention on our breath more times during the day um, because it's a great indicator for for where we are in the moment and once we are aware of where we are then we actually can make a conscious decision or choice as to where we want to go and how we want to respond rather than react. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I've had crazy <laughs> psychedelic experiences. I've had full out of body, like watching myself on the ground, breathing. I've had, um, definitely gone back in time and experienced things from my past and, and probably before my time, <laughs> um, you know, so it, there's, there's, there's this interesting like play between being like this spiritual practice with, you know, we can go very far into the woo about oh, yeah. it. But then what I love is that there's this really deep rooted scientific 
part of breathing that we can put into play so that it 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 just has this bridge right between the two worlds and and so anyone can connect to it whether you know you're you're more on that spiritual side or you're more on like the very analytical scientific side like we can we can talk to both ends of the spectrum there and we can meet in the middle because if you're on that very scientific side and then you experience the breathing you're gonna move this way whether you want to or not it's just gonna happen <laughs> um and 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 i i kind of came in somewhere in the middle probably not really realizing how much i liked the science um but was kind of more like seeking sp- like this deeper spirituality within myself. But then like, as I learned more and more, I was like, whoa, I actually really like this both ends. And I can, you know, I can explain certain things that I'm feeling. And then there are other things that maybe aren't as explainable. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a very fascinating thing. And, and breathing is so simple, right? Like we're doing it all the time and literally it's just an inhale and an exhale. and. And, but there's so much complexity under the hood once you get down and dirty with it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a no, no wonder that it's like becoming very popular. Oh yeah. And it's easy to do, so to speak. You just listen, if you, you know, you listen to a guided meditation or you're counting yourself, just, just the awareness of your breath. Yeah. Um, for me. I think it's, especially if you're new to mindfulness or even meditation, I feel like it's, I guess for the ego, it seems like it'd be easier because all you do is, oh, let me just listen to my breath. Let me, all I'm doing is breathing. I don't have to do anything else other than, you know, focus on my breath and, um, and away you go. But yeah. before, we, <laughs> I would love to start talk about the science behind it because we, we can go woo all the way till the cows come home here. Um, but there is a lot of science behind breathing. Yeah. Um, I just finished a few months ago. I think it's literally just called breathe. Is it James Nestor? Breath. Yeah. Breath. Breath. Yeah. Breath. The new science of a lost art. Yeah. Yeah. James, James killed it with that book. I mean, what a gift to the breathing community, obviously very good timing. It came out, you know, right mid pandemic when we're in this, you know, time of, being very aware of our breath and, and being in a respiratory virus. So, um, yeah, I think that book has been a major gift to the breathing community as a whole. And, and I think just to the health and wellness world and, and everyone in general, like anyone can read that book and be like, wow, this is really cool. And it's, he does such a great job of weaving, you know, this anthropological look at humans with the science, with the spirituality and everything in between, and obviously doing his own exploration and and sharing that, which is pretty fascinating. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, the breath touches everything, our physiology, our psychology, um, and, and really what I like to share is, is about our nervous system because, you know, we might hear about that in, in school and biology class or something, but we're never really totally taught the, you know, parts of our nervous system and and how that relates to our breath. And, um, so that's a big part of what I like to share and teach about. Um, and, and your nervous system is, is really kind of what's telling you 
what's going on inside of your body and inside of your experience. And, and once you kind of learn that and where your tendencies lie, then you can kind of work the other side of the spectrum because we want to create this balance. Right. Um, and, and we also want to have a tool that can help us go from one to the other, uh, under our own control and also with more, you know, just ease and fluidity and, and the breath can take us there. Um, I think we hear so much about downregulating and, and slowing down and, and really going into this parasympathetic state, which is important. Um, I think society today has us just redlining all the time. You know, we live in this culture where it's like, you just got to grind and you got to keep going and move fast and, and all of those things. And, um, so obviously going to the opposite end and, and slowing down is super important. Um, but I think also a lot of people are at the place where they're so worn out that working the higher end can be beneficial too. Um, have you taken the anxious personality quiz yet? Real talk. Not all anxiety is created equal, nor can you manifest the same way with it. Yes, that's true. You can manifest with your anxiety. I created this quiz so you can figure out how your anxiety manifests in your life, your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions. And when we have more insight into what our triggers and how to catch them faster, we're able to make lasting change and amplify what we want to manifest in our life. You can find out your anxious personality type at anxiousquiz.com. Learn to embrace and manifest with your anxiety today. So it's really this interplay of and in, in balancing act of, you know, knowing when and where and why to, to do these different practices and, and what works for you because you know, something that feels really good in my body, it might feel totally different for your body. So that's why learning the science and understanding these different ways to breathe and then the different ways that it can impact our various systems, then we really become our own alchemist, right? We can learn what works for, for your, for our body in specifically. Um, and then, you know, you can kind of adjust and modulate from there. And that's, my goal is really for people to, to be empowered, to figure out what works for them. Like I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll lay out the, the baseline fun, uh, principles and fundamentals, and then I will help you figure out how you create your own toolkit that is specifically for what you're trying to do, your goals and, and, you know, all the things you're dealing with. So yeah, it's, um, it's just a, a kind of the ultimate rabbit hole, as I would say, you know, it's like, once you kind of peek your head in, you're like, Whoa, this is way bigger than I thought. And there's so much going on here. And, and it just becomes this constant exploration and curiosity of learning your nature and understanding your nature. And, um, and then being able to, to really step forward as the incredible, extraordinary human that you are. Wow. Yeah. I'm making it end the podcast right there in that last sentence. Yeah. <laughs> My, well, and that's the thing too, is like, it's, I'm, I'm not doing anything like no. you're doing it. Right. Like, and so often people want to just like pass off the, the baton of like, Oh, you helped me so much. And it's like, yeah, well, I just shared some things that were, that 
rang true for me that I then began to explore for myself. And now it's becoming true for you. And, and that is because you were curious enough to try something. And that's really all we need to do is just like continually try. And what an incredible time in history that we live. I mean, obviously we can go down the rabbit hole of all the different things that are, that are wrong with today, but then we look at where we're at and with, you know, our understanding of, of science and neurobiology and um, physiology and, and all of these things. And, and then the access that we have to technology and tools and, you know, even the apps and stuff that we have on our phone that can help us. Like, it's a really powerful time to be like figuring this stuff out because we just, we want the easy way and what's easier than breathing, honestly. Like, yeah, you can take a pill and that might be a little bit easier, but like literally sitting here and focusing on your breath for even a minute can totally change. Even one breath, honestly, um, can totally just change you in that moment. And so I think to me, it's pretty simple. <laughs> yep. Keep it simple. I, I'm thinking about, I, I'm more of a Pratyama experience before I got into breath work years ago. I've been practicing yoga for like 10 or 15 years. And I, about around that time, I had like the spike of anxiety for like a year, chronic multiple panic attacks a day starting of my own journey, right? I thought it was a dark night of the soul. It was the first of many layers to come back. And the one thing that helped me was alternative alternative nostril breathing mm. to calm my calm me down, balance my two hemispheres of my brain, regulate yeah. my nervous system. And I didn't realize that how powerful breath work was until years later. Um, and my first real experience was at a yoga studio. Um, it was holotropic breathing, mm-hmm. which I'm think I'm assuming it's kind of the same as rebirthing that you mentioned earlier. Is it? Um, it's it's a little bit different. different? Okay. Um, it's it's a little bit. I don't want to use the word aggressive, but it's just yeah. a it, yeah. It's a it's little aggressive. bit more full on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's aggressive. <laughs> so, Try not to scare anyone. Um, yeah, yeah. So my first experience of breathwork, breathwork was like an hour and a half of just breathing in and out circular breath in and out in and out and the amount of emotion and energy and trauma release and i would say energetic downloads and even psychedelic experience that i had was great it was very intense and it wasn't until years later after i was in really deep meditation practice i got back to wim hof i learned more about wim hof and soma breath work which I love Soma because they teach, they integrate a lot of all the different kinds like you do, um, depending upon what you need. And I also want to, I totally agree with what you're saying, but I know me. And once you understand kind of what you need or what you're working through, sometimes what you need and what feels quote unquote good on your body is to make yourself feel uncomfortable, to push past that, whether it's your cold exposure or breath retention. Um, that's how you build that inner fire, the the courage, the the uh, inner discipline, the solar plexus chakra, awakening that energy and technology. I mean, I have um, a pulse oxometer for my finger that syncs Bluetooth to my phone. It was like 20 bucks on Amazon, right? So you can actually measure, you know, you could get biofeedback from your breath work to see, am am I really holding my breath? Am I really exhaling all the way? 
And some days you think that you are just like, oh, I nailed it. I, you know, I got my oxygen level below. No, it's it's still 90, 85% oxygen. Um, but yeah, the technology makes it easy, but I've also found myself having to balance the technology and not using it because I yeah. get competitive with myself. <laughs> very common you're not you're not getting your oxygen level low enough or you know i have another thing i like to do for heart coherence and brain coherence is the heart math institute has um a little yeah a little clip you put on your ear yeah yeah. and they even have like a game through the app where you can like change your breath and like get into deeper coherence um but it makes it easy and accessible for people it makes it fun it makes it a game right so it gets you in 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 the doorway there yeah and i think those tools are are really great um but again like you kind of said like not creating a dependency on it like i'm using it to train intuition right you like i have an aura ring um and i I kind of use it more to train that intuition so that I can like wake up in the morning and just check in and even do something with my breath to then know, okay, yeah, like this is how I feel. And, and this is what is possible for me today. And by doing that enough times and then using the data to confirm or deny, then I start to really learn my body. And and now I can just, like look at my ring in the morning and before I could guess, you know, my sleep score and recovery score within a couple of points. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of the same thing, like using a pulse ox, like holding your breath for a certain amount of time and getting your, you know, into a hypoxic state, which is where you have low oxygen. Like you can figure that out over time as to how that feels in your body. Um, but yeah, you don't want to get to the point where it becomes competitive, which is interesting with the Wim Hof method. When I first started the original course, they would have you doing push-ups on your last breath hold. So you would hold your breath and do push-ups. And I got so competitive with it. I was like all in on the push-ups. And like when I first started, I could do like 20 push-ups, you know, I was like, ah. Oh. And then by the time I like trained up, I was doing like a hundred push-ups while I was holding my breath. And and then it just like became this thing that I got obsessed with. And I was like, ah, I got to like stop and put that aside because that's all I'm focusing on. I'm not like actually feeling how good I feel. And, and, and same with like the breath holds too, you know, they have you timing your breath holds. And then, you know, most people get to a certain point and then they plateau for whatever reason. And, and then, um, you know, it becomes this thing like, oh, it's not working, you know, and our bodies are so smart. We adapt so quickly and the sensations and some of the things that we feel in the very beginning of doing breath work uh sort of fade away because our body becomes intelligent and knows what's coming and and so it's not like throwing out all these things at us to kind of distract us and um so yeah it's it's one of those things like even though you feel like oh okay it's not working anymore oh it's working it's definitely working um it's just you have to find other ways to um to kind of track that, you know, I love having a breath journal and writing down my breathing sessions. And I have a bunch of little check downs that I like to write down of, you know, things that I was thinking or, you know, images that I saw or how my body was moving or not moving, you know, so different little pieces. And then over time you can kind of like check in and see where, where those things have changed and, and how you've changed. 
Um, and then also like to go back to your point about like the discomfort, right? I always say the the magic is typically on the other side of the of the discomfort. And as human beings, thinking about you know thousands of years ago or whatever, when when we didn't have refrigerators, we didn't have temperature controlled rooms, we didn't have all these like modern luxuries at our fingertips where we could just go get food whenever we needed or we could warm up super quickly our bodies were under stress and, and we need that stress. Yes. We talk about stress all the time and how bad it is. And, you know, long-term, um, you know, stress that we get from, from life, like phones and information and all the things like, yes, that toxic stress, we don't want that, but we need these short term little intermittent stressors on our system, which actually make us stronger, like breathing, like cold exposure, like fasting, like getting in a sauna, you know, that makes our body more resilient. And, and there's a certain threshold that we need. If we don't have enough and we're super sedentary and we're not doing anything, then we become weak. And then if we're too much in this toxic, you know, constant stress, then our system just gets totally blown out. So we need to kind of play in this middle ground and then soon that grows and grows and grows. And then those other parts, you know, kind of get pushed a little bit smaller. So, um, you know, I, it's the, the cold, the ice bath is, is, is a funny one because no matter how many times I go in, it's like as soon as the thought comes in, like, okay, I'm going to take an ice bath. And then I go through the checklist of a thousand things that I should and could be doing otherwise. And, and so it's like, you know, that whole thing plays every time. And then, you know, I standing there and I'm like looking at it and I can kind of feel the breeze coming up from the, from the cold, like not trying to touch the cold or anything to, to scare myself. But, um, and then, you know, that, that getting in, it's uncomfortable, but then we figure out how we stay in the discomfort and then before we know it our body's intelligence takes over and boom next thing you know you're in that ice bath for two minutes and you're like whoa that felt like 10 seconds um so having some stress on our system but it's more these like short-term intermittent stressors that we actually consciously are doing to ourselves are are super important and and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is, is super important as kind of counterintuitive and weird as that might seem. Um, that's kind of where we're seeing coming out of like the longevity world is, is all of these things. And, and yeah, it's fun to play with it all. Yeah. And I will say daring takes a lot of willpower and discipline as well. But after I get out of cold exposure, cold tub, the amount of endorphins like you just it just you yeah. feel like superwoman or superman most of the time when you get out sure. it's just like emma this is what it feels like to be alive you know <laughs> i've never taken an ice bath and said oh i wish i didn't do that today yeah, <laughs> yeah. you feel this crazy spark and and you you know it's just like all the all the no matter what was going on it's totally gone and you're just like okay yeah moving forward and as, as a different person and it's a great incredible tool but you gotta put you gotta you gotta get uncomfortable yeah oh yeah <laughs> it's not it's not you, it never really gets that much easier you know it's like you kind of know the process so that makes it a little bit easier but as far as you know getting in and all of those things it's like that self-talk really wants to start getting loud and just like okay 
turn that off and going there. I know, I know where, what it's going to feel like at the end. And so I just got to keep my mind on that. And, and, and also when you get in, it's like, it's this such a powerful stimulus that you can't be anywhere else, but right there. And so, you know, it's a very, brings you into the present moment, but then it's also going to show you all your, you know, stuff under the hood. It's like, sort of like this mirror that you get to look at yourself for a couple minutes and, and see how you respond to, to stress and see what your, um, tendencies are, where, you know, what your thoughts, your, your kind of loops that you're in. And, and so it's this great teacher in that way where you get to actually see yourself because you can't really be anywhere else. If you're trying to think about, you know, something that happened before you got in or, or maybe what you're going to do later, it's like, no, that, it's going to be a very uncomfortable situation. It's just being right here. Um, and so that, that in of itself is also a great practice because we like to be elsewhere. We don't like to, or not that we don't like to, we just aren't here in the moment very often. Yeah. We're, we're trained not to be, you know, I think <laughs> societally and it's a, it's an addiction. I think, you know, it's a coping yeah. mechanism, not, to be present because like you said it's this beautiful practice that allows us to look at things we might not want to see or haven't been able to yeah so it it can be intense but that there, there's always the wisdom there's always growth there's always more love to be to be felt on the other yeah. side of that and it's about having enough courage to show up, like you said, every day. Over, it's overcoming, even with normal breath work, because I know sometimes, and especially if I'm doing breath retention and intermittent hypoxia, I, I'm the same way. It's like, okay, I could be doing this. I could, you know, no, gotta sit down, get myself present, because I know that ego part of me is like, oh shit, she's on to me. Yeah. coping mechanisms are not going yeah. to work i go you know i'm gonna have to be present with myself i'm gonna have to to be here now and um yeah i don't think that ever really goes away but it, it is nice to understand what that is and to for me recently look at it from more of a place of love that yes yeah, sometimes you feel like it's you know trying to to pull you away from things that are best for you but it's it's there because it it loves you it wants to protect you in that, that comfort zone and and you can love that little part of you thank you you know thank you for trying to take care of me but you know this is we got this we got this and yeah. approach it with more a deeper sense of love that, than than judgment you know, totally. my competitive judgment side, you know, I, I, I know that and I see that and I love that. And it's got, it's gotten me here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's there to protect you. And, and also you're getting into that more self energy is like, no, I got this, you know? And I think also one of the things is that I feel like isn't totally talked about, or it's like overlooked is like, these things are, it becomes a lifestyle, right? It's not just like a one and done thing. It's not like, oh, I did a breathing or I did an ice bath, got that, don't need that anymore. Same, you know, with, with nutrition and food and diet and all of these things, it's like, it's this lifestyle that we have to adapt into because that 
we need these tools. We need to do these things in order to feel the way that we need to feel to be the person that we want to be. And, and it's so easy to, to just like dismiss that and to think, okay, I got it figured out. Like we never have it figured out. I mean, it's just beginner's mind. You got to show up every day as a new day and, and there's always something more to learn. And, and that's what I love about breathing too, is that not only am I learning more about myself, I'm just learning more about how everything works, you know, and, and it's an exciting time to be a part of the breathing community because there's so much attention on it. And there's a lot of science that's being done, you know, a lot of studies that are underway and and coming and all of this stuff. And so we're only going to see more and more evidence of the power and the impact of, of doing these breath practices and, and, and the consistency behind it. And, and that's kind of really where I've put myself as well as, you know, um, back in September of 20, 2019, yeah, pre-pandemic, uh, a couple of friends and I, we were kind of talking and we're just like, yeah, we're, we get asked the question all the time, like, how do I, how do I stay consistent? How do I do this time and time again and, and get support? And so we were like, well, we're already doing our own practice. Like, let's just broadcast it. <laughs> So we started um, a Facebook group and started like our own little membership platform and started broadcasting our, our breathing sessions. And they're all like 15 minutes long. And it was really just like, hey, start the day. Come start the day with us. We do it at 6 a.m. And, and then we're only doing the breathing. We're not talking about science. We're not teaching you the how and the why. Like just come and breathe and show up and then see how you feel and see how what changes over time, you know, come for a month or two or however long. And, and from there, we just started to build this little online platform. And, and over time people were like, okay, like I get it, this works. Now we want to know what's going on. So we started teaching courses and then people took our courses and they're like, okay, now we want to teach this. So we started a teacher training. And so, you know, we've built this whole online community and, and then now we're starting to bring people together in person. We host retreats and, and do in-person workshops and, and all sorts of stuff. And so it's been quite a journey, but really with this goal of like, Hey, let's help people build consistency because that's really where it, it compounds, right? It builds over time. And I've seen that for myself and, and I've seen that now with a lot of people in our community. And, um, so yeah, that's been kind of also really where my focus has been on is building that platform and that community. Um, it's called our breath collective, and we still do our daily breathes. We've got about 20 instructors that have come through our teacher training that are now guides. We've had about, I don't know, 50 instructor or different people come through our teacher training. We've done it two years now. Um, and then, yeah, we teach all sorts of courses and, and workshops and our retreats are super fun. We were just in Costa Rica, uh, last month. And then we've been going to this amazing spot in Los Angeles, um, in Topanga Canyon, which is kind of like this weird place in LA that you wouldn't even feel like you're on another planet kind of. Um, so we've been going there, we're doing our fifth retreat at this property, um, end of September. And then, yeah, we'll see where we go, but it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. You, you took my next question out of, out of my head. I was like, there you go. There you go. When you're, when you tune in, you're present, you just answer without even me having to ask. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Thank you so much, Reese, for coming on. Um, was there anything else you wanted to, you felt called to talk about before we start to close the show down today? Yeah, I would just challenge people to um, take a moment, even if it's once per day, and just notice your breath. What is it doing? What is it showing? Is it Does it feel like it's connected to an emotion? Literally, just close your eyes and just pay attention, you know, and, and feel it. And see where where it takes you or see what it tells you and that's really where it all starts is like this awareness once we become aware then we have an opportunity and go through our day probably without ever even noticing that we're breathing so even just one time where you just stop and like okay feel my body moving feel the breath and air coming in and out of my nose um feel my state of being my emotions you know and and then soon enough you do that enough times just once per day and then you're just moving through the day and something happens and you're like oh wow i'm breathing like this you know and and so you just start to build this again intuitive sense of just tuning in and checking in and being aware and from there you can really then use your breath to go in a different direction Beautiful. And I will say, create, create your new life or create who you really are. Be who you really are totally. is what the biggest thing takeaway that I've had since starting my own breathwork practice. So hundred percent. Thank you so much for coming on and speaking your truth and sharing some breath wisdom with us all. How may we, the listeners, a huge act of gratitude be of service for you and return today, Reese. Um, yeah, you can go to ourbreathcollective.com and check it out. Um, if you want to try out our daily breathes, um, you can use my name, R-E-I-S, and you'll get $10 off your first month. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Our Breath Collective. We share a bunch of content there and kind of all the updates as to what we're doing. Um, but yeah, I think just being of service to yourself and just taking that pause and that moment to to check in and and even just taking a nice slow breath in and out through your nose. Just one breath is sometimes all it takes just to create a little space, a little pause between that, you know, response rather than reacting, you want to respond. And sometimes all it takes is just one second, one moment to just slow yourself down. And then you can step forward as that best person like you were just talking about. So that would be it. <laughs> awesome 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 thank you so much again for coming on i really enjoyed taking a deep breath <laughs> into yeah. breath work awesome thank you so much for having me it's great chatting with you and appreciate your excitement for it all and and for bringing me on so appreciate it and remember open up surrender trust and let your body 